0: Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus film podcast. Before we go any further, I want to pay tribute to Dean Stockwell. I grew up watching Quantum Leap. I remember seeing Married to the Mob. He was actually nominated for Married to the Mob. And then when I got into the classics, I discovered oh, wait a minute, he was a child actor. He was in Anchors Away and then furthered and made an adult performance in long day's journey and tonight with Katherine Hepburn. Hello. And from from there on continued in films. Last year I did a show on the film Paris, Texas, starring the late Harry Dean Stanton. And so now it's it's kind of sad that Dean Stockwell we must refer to him as the late Dean Stockwell. I've never seen Blue Velvet, but I hear that it is. I know. I need to go and watch it. So I wanted to pay tribute to Dean Stockwell. If if those of you who remember Quantum Leap, and I mean, I do, and the confusion of the ending, and there are rumors that they're going to bring it back, a reboot of, of sorts. And, you know, we talked about Dexter over the weekend, and I don't consider that a reboot. That's a continuation. So if they do bring back Quantum Leap, of, of course they have to pay homage to Dean Stockwell. So, rest in peace, Dean Stockwell. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus film podcast. In the first part I pay tribute to Dean Stockwell and so here we go. Film Noir. But also could we add music to Film Noir? We could. Music is an essential part to film. There is a noir aspect and a colorful aspect to the doors. There is a mystery and intrigue and bluesy feel to Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, whose album, the the fourth album, but we call it Led Zeppelin 4, celebrated its 50th anniversary yesterday. Black Dog, Rock and Roll, Going to California, Misty Mountain Hop, Battle of Evermore, Stairway to Heaven, When the Levee Breaks, Four Sticks. There's a lot going on in November Last night I talked about The film noir and the And the rain because you know the rain Is a character of film noir Rain soaked streets Trench coats Umbrellas Sometimes the trench coat alone If you're Humphrey Bogart That Lone detective Walking around looking for clues J.J. Giddes and uh Chinatown. There's not a lot of rain though in Chinatown because that's in the middle of a drought. But it is still considered film noir. Although some would call it neo-noir, which I think is a form of bullshit. It's noir. It rains a lot in England. We could put that within the film noir canon. (sighs) Film noir is whatever you want to make it. Film Noir is now, as I talked about earlier, it is in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, David Fincher. That is totally Film Noir. And those who would disagree with me, that's fine. Disagree with me. But I know enough about Film Noir to know, ah, Fincher has it. And the story of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo also has it. But also music, you know. Tomorrow will be the birthday of uh, the late Ennio Morricone, and a lot of his scores have a noir-ish type of feel to them. Whether it's uh, the Hateful Eight, because there's mystery and intrigue in that. That's not a film noir, although maybe it could be because it's mystery, it's intrigue. It is considered considered a western. There was a lot of mystery. Okay, what happened? Why is everyone acting weird Strange as the doors would say When you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange See Pulled that right out of the air For film noir The rain noir And the doors And that's part of the Dr. Zeus film podcast Is I, I try to draw attention to these films Whether it's German expressionism French expressionism documentaries documentaries for me that is the quintessential film right there last month i watched haxon which is an early documentary also told in a reenactment about witchcraft and and devil worship and and satanism and all that in the early days and it's part of the Criterion collection. I wish Criterion were paying me. I would so totally join that bandwagon, but they're not. They're not. And I want to give a shout out to Jason Almy who has a vast collection of Criterion. A vast collection. And one day I'm going to say, okay, let me go through it. We, I've seen most of them, you know. Um, and then there are television shows with noir qualities. Now, in 2017, Tom Hardy put out Taboo, which has noir qualities, although it's taking place in 1800-something. So it qu- crosses the genre divide because it's not so much a genre, it's a feeling. It's an ebb and it's a flow to Film Noir. In Film Noir... There was a timelessness to it. As I said, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Perry, when they redid, or I wouldn't say when they redid, when HBO and Robert Downey Jr. gave us Matthew Reese and Perry Mason, it was not a revival. It was more of an origin story of this very famous character, Perry Mason, whom our grandparents and parents all knew from television. Raymond Burr, and here we go. Matthew Reese has breathed life into a new form of Perry Mason. In the origin story, he had—he's a veteran. He has PTSD at that time; it was called shell shock syndrome. And there is a new war aspect to Perry Mason. When I first started watching, it, I thought, okay. And film new war—it's that detective element. I think at heart we are all detectives. We're all looking for that thing, driving by ourselves, listening to the music, private investigator, Pinkerton. I should know because my grandfather was a Pinkerton. He was a private investigator. And that's all I'll say. But he also, when we talked about films, we talked about Bogart, the power of Bogart, but then he had an issue. See, my grandfather worked at Alcatraz. He had a big issue with that film because it romanticized the Birdman of Alcatraz. Now, in actuality, I don't know. You think I'm going on a tangent, but I'm going to bring it back to the New War aspect because the star of Birdman of Alcatraz, come on, <laughs> Bert Lancaster, had been in New War films before. Okay? It had been in the sweet smell of success. Burt Lancaster was such a, a quintessential actor. Good looking actor, too. But he was in The Birdman of Alcatraz. And I remember one time my cousin brought someone by to tell my grandfather that she loved that movie. And he said that movie is a piece of shit <laughs> because it romanticizes The Birdman of Alcatraz. First of all, he wasn't called The Birdman. Until he got to Alcatraz, because he had them at Leavenworth. You couldn't have animals at Alcatraz, and I know that because my grandfather told me. So, Bert Lancaster, I'm sure you know, great actor, great actor, but the Birdman of Alcatraz. Come on, let's get real. There is a new war aspect to the sweet smell of success, the smoke the glasses. That's the other thing about Film Noir and the accoutrements as my friend Carlos would say. Hello, Carlos. Um, the accoutrements of Film Noir. The trench coat. The rain. The smoke. The mirrors. The lady from Shanghai. There's going to be a test on this. And then back to the, the girl with a dragon tattoo. Disguises. Think of the disguises that she puts on in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. How brilliant that is. And she gets away with it. And then if you go to The Witness for the Prosecution, which is filmed in England, hello, rain, film noir, and crime drama, mystery, intrigue, Marlena Dietrich's character puts on a disguise in The Witness for the Prosecution. Such a great film directed by Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder who is synonymous with crime drama mystery, intrigue even seductive intrigue and mystery film noir. We talked about Sunset Boulevard which is film noir right there. There's the mystery. There's the intrigue. There's everything that you could want in Sunset Boulevard. The voiceovers. That's the other thing about the accoutrements of film noir the voiceovers Bogart did it Mitchum did it Thomas Magnum played by Mr. Uh, Tom Selleck he did it if you remember Magnum P.I. and Magnum P.I. I know you're thinking I'm crazy it's a relic from the 80s yeah they brought it back unfortunately but there is a noir aspect to Magnum PI because he's a detective, he's a private investigator, and the voiceovers, the accouterments, the disguises, the way of talking himself out of these bad situations, as Thomas Magnum so famously would do. And then you have Higgins, the oh my goodness, John Hillerman. I loved Magnum PI. Even before I knew I loved it because it was a family staple. This was the 80s. You would all gather around, watch the TV, Fantasy Island, Magnum P.I., Murder, She Wrote, or as my friend calls it, Murder, She Writ. Columbo, Hunter. That was the thing about the 80s. There were these epic shows where you didn't have reality TV. You had primetime dramas. You had Falcon Crest. You had Dynasty. You had Dallas. My, my whole family watched these shows. Knott's Landing. I remember Knott's Landing. And I think Alec Baldwin was in Knott's Landing, if I remember correctly. That was a long time ago. Miami Vice. And then the musical aspects. If you think of my, the Miami Vice theme written by the late Glenn Fry, whose birthday was this week you belong to the city you belong to the night there's a new war aspect to that music in fact that's probably the first record I ever had it was I think it was given to me was you belong to the city you belong to the night um, by Glenn Fry. I remember because it was a like a, it was a single and then it had like a rainbow on one side yeah it was the 80s <laughs> but see even music has the film new war aspects the Doors, The Velvet Underground, because there's mystery and intrigue. And then, you know, Lou Reed often said of his writing, it was just like writing a novel. He's writing volumes of novels with each album, whether it's The Velvet Underground, whether it's his solo career, you know, Legendary Hearts, Halloween Parade. There is no time. There's a mystery in an. In- Why is he writing these songs? But you're never going to know. You can figure it out for yourself. Kirk Cobain said that once. He said, people ask, what's the song about? And he says, it's your soap opera. It's what you make of it. You can do whatever you want with the song. I've written it. It's been released. It's yours. Just like the title, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Which he got from Kathleen Hanna. So, these songs... These musical moments. And then film noir. If, if I were to do a film noir. It would be very strange. When you're strange like the doors. And then even the Simpsons. The Simpsons often would. Not so much poke fun. But pay homage. To moments such as that. Whether it's film noir. Whether it's. Edgar Allan Poe. I think many of us, The Simpsons are this wonderful little predictor of events. There are certain events that I don't have to tell you about that occurred and it's like, oh, I saw that on The Simpsons. Yeah, that's part of the lexicon. So even film New War is referenced in The Simpsons. I talked about how it's referenced in Unliving Color. When in living color they make fun of it where she always calls the guy Johnny it's like okay let's take the crutch and run with it for humor aspects so those who say it's like people saying punk rock is dead it's not dead it's very alive and it's very present just not in the form that you know it to be and the same could be said about film new war it's not dead it's just alive but in a different context and i can't stress that enough and so my plan is eventually i'm going to talk to jason elmy we're going to talk about criterion what films if 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 he had like five seconds to run with those films which ones would he take Rather than the deserted island, because where, where are you going to find a plug on a deserted island? Where are you going to find the plug? There's no Wi-Fi on a deserted island. If there is, then something's going on. Yeah, something something is truly going on. If you're on a deserted island and there's Wi-Fi, okay. Then what what's the truth here? Yeah. And that's film noir. Even Dexter, there are elements of film noir, mystery, intrigue, The Dark Passenger. Some people don't know who The Dark Passenger is. I belong to this Dexter group. And sometimes I want to tr- I turn the notifications off because you all you're you just want to get to the end that's not how it works you are feverishly overcompensating and you want the end to come you don't want to enjoy and be engrossed by the story and so that's a little disconcerting it truly is but at the same time human beings are impatient they are truly impatient. And so when something like Dexter comes back, people are, are hungry and they're, they're feverish. It's like, oh, I, w- I want more. Yeah, please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> and I think with New Orleans people want more. They want more. I think of New Orr Alley. So brilliantly done by Eddie Mueller on Turner Classic Movies if I if I had more time, hello the word more I would watch it more often, more <laughs> see it's essential to keep f- film noir alive, whether it's in a painting, there's a beautiful uh, I have it, it's a picture it's called Night Hawks at the Diner even Tom, Tom Waits did a, a song about it. Oh, music right there, Tom Waits. Tom Waits' music is jazzy, it's bluesy, it's mystery, it's intrigue, it's noir. It's it's music noir. See, that we can connect the dots right there from film noir. Even social distortion, the look, the feel, the hat, the intrigue, the the gangster mentality where they they just want to be in those crime films with uh, James Cagney. There's a mystery and an intrigue to that. So as always, unpleasant dreams.